this is a big epiphany that I had just, <laughs> I think, in the last week around particularly um, these, the, these business models is that it's not that I, I can't do it. It's because internally, spiritually, like my soul was not aligned with um, fitting into this consumer capitalist way of being a spiritual teacher and an entrepreneur. That was Kat Kim, and this is episode 21 of the Soul of Sensitivity podcast. I'm Anna Holden, a professional intuitive and energy healer. I help highly sensitive people dig into the shadows of their soul to access their gifts, reclaim their purpose, and get intimate with their ultimate truth. I also teach intuitive development and mentor emerging healers through my Sacred Rebellion programs. Each week on the podcast, I explore different aspects of living a soulful, sensitive life. I'll bring you stories of other sensitive, creative pioneers, as well as my own thoughts, teachings, and tools. This is not the beginner's guide to sensitivity, but rather the place for sensitive souls to gather up their courage and pioneer their way into a life of personal freedom and spiritual sovereignty. Your sensitivity is sacred. Are you ready to live that way? Hi, my friends, and welcome back to the Soul of Sensitivity. I am really excited to share with you this conversation that I had with Kat Kim. If you don't know Kat Kim, you need to know Kat Kim. She is a coach and works with those who are spiritual nonconformists, who want to change the way that we do what we do and change the systems that constrict us, particularly those of us who are highly sensitive and trying to do things in a way that feel right for us. She is a powerhouse at all of that. In this interview with Kat, we talk about what consumer spirituality is, and she's identified these four pillars of consumer spirituality, and we talk about the ways that they constrict us and the ways that they actually go against what us spiritual teachers are really getting at. They create kind of a fundamental flaw or fundamental conflict in the way that we do what we do in the world. This was a fascinating conversation, and we really could have gone on for hours, but you know, we had to stop somewhere. We'll save the rest for later. I really like what Kat and I touched on, and what was really interesting is that we both noticed how we've been kind of feeling this call to do business differently, which has resulted in changes to both of our businesses, and we talk about that. And what I love about this conversation is that You know, Kat is somebody who I can identify with because we often just try things in our business that don't really fit the the capitalist consumer model, and we're okay with that. So as an example, if you've been on my website in the past and you're on it now, if you go to my Work Together page, you may notice that my prices have gone down. I've actually reduced my prices. Now, anyone in business, you know, in the kind of the traditional business world, especially the entrepreneurial business world, is going to tell you that this is like a tremendous, humongous no-no. Like you would just never, just never reduce your prices. You're always working to, oh, you know, hold, be able to hold more and be able to, 
you know, kind of squeeze every penny out of people to get to offer more and more luxury products. I'm, I'm, I'm air quoting like crazy right now. Um, and something about that has always sat poorly with me. And Kat and I get into this, so I don't want to spill the beans. But I did want to let you know that if you're interested in getting a reading with me, if you've heard it on the air and you're interested, I offer very reasonable prices for my one-hour readings. And there are lots of ways that you can um, kind of do some magic with me. You can receive an intuitive reading. And if that interests you, uh, you can do that by going to my website, www.sensitivityuncensored, and head over to my Work Together page. Every new client, first-time client, can book what's called the Party Starter. Yeah, I know, I changed that name recently. I thought it was kind of fun. (laughs) And it's 30 minutes for 30 bucks. Because this is, here's the thing, you know, you, you, if you've been listening, you've heard some of my intuitive readings on air, but until you experience it, I don't want you to invest what is your hard earned cash in something that, you know, is not a sure thing for you. So anyone can book that session the first time. And then my other prices are reasonable um, and really just based on being able to meet my needs and my family's needs here in Seattle. And I just want to be really transparent about that. So that's one of the ways that you can play play with me. The other way is through my membership group, The Refuge for Sacred Rebellion. And if you're interested in The Refuge, you can head over to my website and click on the Sacred Rebellion link and find The Refuge. Uh, It's a membership group. We have lots of fun. Yesterday, even, we had a great monthly discussion call about courage and calendars. And I know that sounds a little bit disconnected, but it's a the conversation was about identifying fear-based behaviors that we often get ourselves into and how to change those into courage-based behaviors so that we can continuously be building this creative life that we want to live. And then taking that a step further, how do we actually kind of take a hold of and uh, and and schedule things in our calendars in such a way that honors us. I know that I've been looking at my calendar in the last few weeks feeling a little like it's been controlling me. And so this was a timely conversation um, from myself and with the members of the group and my co-leader Heidi Frank Palmer about like, okay, so now here's how you get courage. And then once you're kind of, you know, more consistently charging forward in this courageous life, how do you actually logistically create change? So super, super fun discussion. So that's something that happens monthly uh, in the the Refuge for Sacred Rebellion. And then if you join the Refuge for Sacred Rebellion, you are eligible to join my intuitive development training school called the School for Sacred Rebellion. That's enough about me. However, I want to thank all my Patreon supporters. It means the world to me that you're able to um, send a little bit of financial support this way so that my time in creating this podcast can be covered. And for those of you who haven't been able to make a donation but have left a review for me on iTunes or your favorite app, that matters too, and I am so grateful for you. If you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it, take it and, and you can take a couple moments to write a review, an honest review. It can be a bad one. I don't really care. <laughs> um, that means a lot to me. It helps get this podcast in front of more listeners. Speaking of Patreon, Kat Kim has a wonderful gift. 
for all of my Patreon supporters at the $2 and above level. This week, my Patreon supporters can access a PDF called Your Path to Irresistible Confidence, How to Break Free from Compulsive Negative Self-Talk. And I think that this PDF is awesome because it's a precursor to kind of what we're talking about here. How do you gain the courage, the confidence to um, be able to create in this world in a way that actually feels good for you rather than just following the models that have been set out for you. So if you're a Patreon supporter or you want to be, that is your freebie this week. So without further ado, let me introduce my friend Kat. Kat is a licensed New Thought spiritual practitioner, divine confidence coach, and creator of the Soul of Beauty Masterclass. Once upon a time, drug offender facing three years in state prison, Kat now helps nonconformist spiritual seekers who are being called to make a contribution to society discover an unshakable faith in knowing who they are and what they're here to do. She has served as a coach and mentor on the set of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's motivational reality TV show called Wake Up Call and is currently a minister in training with the sailor's mouth. Kat and I didn't really even handle any small talk. We just jumped right into the meat. So I'm just going to let you dive into the interview with us without any like, hey, Kat, welcome to the podcast, because that just didn't happen this week. So here you go. Well, I just decided uh, like yesterday that I'm going to, um, I'm going to cut my um, one-on-one services in by half, like uh, more than half. <laughs> I mean, like I'm going to bring the rates down. And this is, you know, kind of- isn't that funny? I just did the same thing. Oh, you did. I did. I just got this hit that was like, you need to reduce your prices. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. I'd like, yeah. tell me about it. I want to hear this. Yeah. And this is kind of all part of um, our role as we're stepping into spiritual teachers and leaders and coming out of this consumer capitalist. Are we recording right now? Oh, we are. <laughs> we are recording. We're not necessarily, this isn't necessarily part of the interview, but we can make yeah. it. Like, yeah, we can let's, yeah let's just start. Okay, let's just yeah. jump in. All right. So for those of you who are just joining us, I'm starting this one a little bit differently. So Kat and I have just been chatting um, chatting about so many things and I'm just going to bring you into the conversation. So we have both been really guided recently to reduce the rates of our one-on-one services. And I think this is going to be a great segue into what I'm going to talk about with Kat. So let's talk about, first of all, why are you reducing your rates, Kat? I love, I love how you just started this. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Yeah, because, you know, stepping into spiritual leadership as a spiritual teacher or a practitioner in the time that we're in right now, I feel like we are being called to um, be nonconformists in the way that we do business and in the way that we work. And by that, I mean, um, being different and, uh, breaking the mold in terms of how we are operating in this consumer capitalist world. And in this consumer capitalist world, everything is commodified. Can I cuss in this? Oh, so much. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is fucking commodified. (laughs) Appropriated, including spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I found that this is, 
really where I want to focus on in terms of my work and also um, how I want to move forward um, as a spiritual practitioner and a spiritual leader. I, I think we're all being called to, um, to break down these barriers and change the way that we operate fundamentally. And that's calling us to really deprogram all of the conditioning that we've received uh, as consumers in a consumer capitalist world. And we're talking deep, deep conditioning that we don't even know um, that we're under. So this is going to be a long process. And, um, you know, as, you know, as highly sensitive people, for me, highly sensitive people are, um, are on the, are on the edge, you know, they're, they're pushing the boundaries. They're different because they're, they're nonconformists. They're not, they're not following the, um, the crowd. They're right? not built for it. We're exactly. not built for it. Like, yeah, exactly. Absolutely not. So we're, we're being called to do things um, in a different way, just fundamentally on so many different fronts right now. Mm-hmm. So this idea of like changing, because I was taught as a business owner to, charge premium rates oh my god just saying that makes my heart hurt right now actually i am right there with you i have just i mean if you can see us right now i mean yeah you know you know as you're talking about this i'm thinking you know into all of my um lessons around marketing you know charge what you're worth and this and this idea you know i've been in in these kind of like you know programs around money that are and, and when I look at back at them now, I dropped out of them all because they didn't, first of all, they didn't resonate with me. Yeah. And second of all, it felt like I was actively trying to convince myself that this ickiness that I was feeling was yeah. my resistance to money. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I'm like, I don't have resistance to money. I have resistance that this spiritual work should only be accessible to rich people. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, I'm getting chills because two points here. One, I felt the exact same thing. I felt there was something wrong with me because I wasn't able to um, get fully on board and create a thriving business the way that I was being taught. And I am very intelligent. I am very capable. (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why am I not like, you know, 110% on this? What, what, what keeps holding me back? And I just, this is a big epiphany that I had just, I think in the last week around particularly um, these, the, these business models is that it's not that I, I can't do it. It's because internally, spiritually, like my soul was not aligned with um, fitting into this consumer capitalist way of being a spiritual teacher and an entrepreneur. Exactly. And, and, you know, and what we're so, um, you know, as entrepreneurs, what's kind of shoved down our throat is like, well, if you create, you know, if you create the look of luxury, then yeah. you can charge premium rates. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter how much you know, it doesn't matter, like all these things. It's kind of like, it, it just, you know, it makes sense if you just don't think about it too much. You know? <laughs> exactly. And that's what, oh my goodness, you just nailed it on the head. That's exactly yeah. what the consumer capitalist culture wants of us. It wants us yeah. to be robots. It doesn't want us to think deeply. It wants to distract us um, into buying things. It wants to distract us into getting into all of the uh, drama on TV and politics. It doesn't want us to be deep thinkers because mm-hmm. if we start thinking very deeply, we will see the injustices, all the things that are wrong, and we will fight because we will be fucking angry. Yeah. 
I, I get yeah. fired up. <laughs> yeah. No, as we do get fired up. It's great. Mm-hmm. So for those of for for those listeners who are, are like, oh wow, I've never even heard of this concept before. Can you break it down a little bit more? What is consumer capitalist spirituality? Like what is this concept that you are naming so wonderfully in your work and your website? Can you break it down for us? Yeah, sure. I, I name it consumer spirituality. And it's essentially the mainstream pop culture spirituality of today that trains us um, to be better consumers. It literally trains us to be um, better consumers and it inadvertently um, perpetuates blind conformity to the dominating oppressive structures of global corporate capitalism. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Okay. This is so great. I have lots of ways that I could go with this, but can you give us some examples of how you see this playing out? Like specifically things that got you going like, wow, I've really got to address this. Sure. So there's four parts um, that I've so far identified um, as what consumer spirituality does. One um, it commodifies and appropriates ancient spiritual teachings. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Buddhism. Yeah. Um, the the principal teaching behind Buddhism is to let go of the ego, to release the ego, which means to um, which means to get to the place where you you realize there is no I and there is no my, yes. my or mine. Um, and that's a very difficult place to get to, right? And that's that's really at the underpinning of there's more to Buddhism, but that's that's the practice. Mm-hmm. And when we look at Buddhism here in America, what does it look like? It looks like it looks like a trinket that you buy. <laughs> it looks like a meme on Facebook or or social media. It looks like yoga, but it's all these things in which um, this particular ancient spiritual teaching has been um, not just appropriated, but it's been commodified into products and services that really don't talk about letting or releasing the I or the my ego, but more about, um, more about finding your own, it's, it's, it's become more about um, finding your own inner peace in this world, but it's, it's not about finding inner peace because you are one with everybody. It's, it's, it's much more um, grounded in individualism. Yes. Yes, because it's filtered, you know, when we take these, these um, ancient practices, we're filtering them through our lens of colonialism, which means we take what we want, and then yes. we leave out the stuff that doesn't make too much sense to us. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. And yeah. we believe kind of on a fundamental level that, that, we're, um, that we have a right to do that. Yeah. It's so, it's, yeah, anyway, keep going. Well, keep going. That, yeah. and that in itself is, is, you know, and that's the problem is that yeah. we think that we own everything here in the Western world and we can, we can, we package it and we sell it. And that's essentially what's being done um, with spirituality and why I had such a difficult time when I realized that I grappled this with this for a, for a while, like, oh my God, am I? doing that and I realize I am doing that I am trying to find a way where I can extract as much money as I can from people it wasn't like exactly how I was thinking it but essentially that's the paradigm um, that we're working under and this is, is is very extractive capitalism versus generative capitalism it's we're trying to get as much as we can for ourselves and not thinking about as much like what I can give 
right. um, to the community around us. It's, it's very much focused on what I, I, I can get again. That, and that's the complete opposite of Buddhism. Absolutely. Well, and in last ep- last uh, the last episode I did, I kind of just riffed on this concept of um, how we are so in our modern uh, spirituality, we're so focused on the I, you know, what I am doing. I want to be personal free, personally free and sovereign. And I'm saying we have to include like a so that, so that mm-hmm. the community is free, so that mm-hmm. I have more resiliency to be out and giving and and working on this mm-hmm. concept. Like I'm not free if, if everybody's not free, right? Absolutely. So I, I feel like it just kind of links to what you're saying with the, um, the uh, I can't remember now how you said it, but we're, we're not um, generating things for others. It's all about us. Yeah, yeah. And that's the second part of consumer spirituality is that it promotes self-interest um, and personal development and radical individualism over um, all else, over building community values, over um, helping the people who are in need. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's an industry. It's a per- the mm-hmm. personal development industry, which by the way, I think we're going to watch is going to um, fall apart in the yeah. next six to eight years. I'm, do you follow astrology? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Uranus is transiting into Taurus, mm-hmm. which means, and Uranus is all about big change, like surprises, like uprooting. Um, Taurus is all about stability, like mm-hmm. money, home, career, stability. Mm-hmm. So this transit goes for eight years. This is happening in four days. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> so all these things that you and I are doing and are thinking about already is, is, an, is for me, I, I take that as, as we're feeding into that energy already. Yeah, that, that tends to happen for me. I've noticed that with my astrologer where it's like, I'll contact her and be like, I'm doing this thing. And she'll be like, well, actually, there's a transit coming up, yeah. you know? And I'm like, oh, wow. and that's, that's where the sensitivity is so yes. cool because you don't even know that you're already working with what's available, but you often are. We're, we're working with the cosmos yeah, and the natural energy and flow of it, which is really beautiful. And mm-hmm. um, just to summarize this transit, it means that all of this stuff that, um, that has provided stability for us, for example, like our old money systems mm-hmm. and the way that we operate business, that's all going to, there's going to be some big um, changes in that abrupt mm-hmm. things that we are not planning. So yeah, I think like you and I changing the way that we operate and do business is a result of these changes that were, that are happening cosmically and also that we're tapping into. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So you said there were three. Yeah. There's four. Three or four. four. Yeah. Um, so consumer spirituality appropriates and commodifies ancient spiritual teachings, which is the first one. Right. Um, it promotes self-interest, personal development, and radical individualism. Mm-hmm. Uh, second one. The third one is that it, it encourages consumption and materialism. So it emphasizes that the universe is infinite. And so we, quote unquote, deserve um, to manifest whatever we want, right? We all have the vision boards and all these lavish dreams and ideas of how we want to live. Um, but when consumerism, when spirituality is married with materialism, it's, 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 it's not good. It's, it's pretty much um, reinforcing the vicious cycles of um, consumption and what it does to the world and to um, our planet. And not to mention, we are so privileged here in the Western world so so privileged that we get new iPhones, um, you know, every couple of years. But where does all this stuff go? 
Yeah. And where does it come from and who's making it? Oh, <clears throat> yeah. This, yes. is, this is something that, you know, this is where I see like the, 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 one of the ways that I would look at this one that you're talking about is like the law of attraction gone wrong, you yes. know, where there, where, yeah, where's this, there's this idea that if we kind of do everything right, yeah. then we are able to manifest exactly what we want. Yeah. And, and, and I've seen this in some of the money programs I've been a part of, and I always kind of raise my hand and say, okay, but like, shouldn't I be concerned about what that's doing to the earth? Shouldn't I be concerned about where that's coming from and who is giving up resources, clean air, water, safe workspaces, all of these things so that I can have this dream that I am vision boarding and bringing to life. It just seems to, it's very, um, it's a, it's a bypassed way. Mm -hmm. of um, trying to get what we want. And it's so divorced from reality. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. It's, a, it's an, I feel like it's such an ungrounded form of spirituality. And the, to me, the ironic thing, like in all these things that you're noticing and these, in these ways that we are engaging as Americans in particular here in the Western world is that we are also so starved for connection. Mm right? We're so starved for connection and we feel lonely and we don't really understand, especially for us, like really white people like me, <laughs> we often don't understand our roots because we haven't ever had that legacy. Yeah. And, and then we get involved in this, um, you know, commodification of spirituality and we become further removed from what we're actually craving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, and that really ties in very well into the fourth fourth um, aspect mm -hmm. of consumer spirituality, which is that it neglects humanity. Oh. So it teaches us to be relentlessly positive, right? And to think positive thoughts and to seek these really pleasant emotional experiences at all costs, mm -hmm. you know, um, and uncomfortable feelings such as pain, um, guilt, anger, all of that is shunned. And it, yes. it's cast as the opposite of spiritual enlightenment. Mm -hmm. and that, I'm sorry. I, just, I have <laughs> such a pet peeve around this. Like it is one of the things that absolutely drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And these are actually the portals for connecting with other yes. people. This is when we can feel, which is which HSPs do, right? When we feel the emotional pain of others, that's, that's a, it can, it's painful, but it's a portal to understanding mm -hmm. um, the pain and suffering of people around the world. And it connects us, especially if we know what's going on and what to do with it. Absolutely. You know, something that I see happens so often with highly sensitive people is that we will actually you know, be these portals for the pain and suffering around the world or what is actually happening to the earth. Mm -hmm. And then rather than that experience being validated, you know, mm -hmm. in this consumer spirituality and this culture yeah. that's afraid of negative or negative feeling emotions, is yeah. that we're told that we shouldn't be feeling that way or like, you know, maybe we need, um, you know, an attitude adjustment or, and yeah. so our experience of the world is really unvalidated. And yeah. then that can take those, those feelings that would naturally be able to be processed. And like you said, connect us to others and yeah. it can create isolating experiences for us. Right. And it's this vicious cycle that you're yes. talking about that, you know, yeah. with the spirituality that we're seeing today um, doesn't promote real connection. 
Yeah. Um, it is isolating. It's, it's hyper individualistic. It's radical individualism. Mm -hmm. It's um, pretty much, you know, when we neglect humanity, we're, we're um, separating ourselves from those who could benefit from our support, our resources and talents and gifts. And it just further normalizes this individualistic culture that is so, um, is, which is so at the core of America. You know, yes. we're built on this rugged individualism. I can do it. I don't need anyone else. I'm going to do it on my own. Look what I've done by myself, for myself. <laughs> and that's praised and it's glamorized. It's yeah. all over, you know, magazine covers. This person made this much money in this amount of time. It's, 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 um, it's teaches us and it, it brainwashes us to believe that this is what we should be seeking. And because we don't feel and for highly sensitive people in particular, when that doesn't resonate with us, we feel like something's wrong. Absolutely. We feel like we're doing it wrong. You yeah. know, something that's just come about for me in the last month or so is that, so I've always been just I've always been a high achiever. You know, I've always been type A and that was really, really praised, mm. um, you know, in my early twenties. And, and I'm reaching a place physically where mm. my body is not um, managing stress like it used to. And yeah. so I've, I've been like, my doctor has said, you know, you're taking a day off. Mm. You're not a mother that day. You're not a teacher that day. You wow. are laying around the house. You're doing <sighs> You know, and it's, and it, it created a, a lot of feelings for me. Yeah. Uh, and I've had to say, you know, to, uh, you know, to followers and clients and things like, Hey, I got to take a break, you yeah. know, and, and I have some shame in that because of the way that, you know, our culture wants us to manage. Yeah. And what's been really interesting is that I'm sure I lost people when, when, that happened and it and is kind of currently happening but there's also been a lot of people who have said thank you for modeling that like this is wow. okay wow i love you know, that like, yeah like thank you for taking care of you because you know we want you around and <laughs> you know and and that so it's kind of it's always oh. interesting because it goes against like you said all of my learning and all of my programming to be able to really take kind of a radical um step. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go like get a pedicure self-care. It's like, no, no I'm going to shut things down yeah. for a little while yeah. um, and, and see how, and it's been really cool to see how other sensitives have um, responded to that. I love that. I keep getting chills as you're describing this. And every time I get the chills and goosebumps. It's always like the universe is saying, yep, 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 mm -hmm. yep, yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, what you're pretty much saying right now is, is again, being um, intuitive and sensitive. You're picking up on the new way that we're being called to operate in this world because this old system and this old way of um, constantly producing and consuming mm -hmm. and producing and consuming is making us sick. Literally, yes, literally, but mostly literally, right? Yes. <laughs> people are, we're overweight. We're in debt. Um, our systems, our government is falling up. Things are just falling apart because, because do you know what? The planet, the planet can no longer sustain um, this rate that we have been producing and consuming and producing and consuming for the last 250 years. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, there's so many things to talk about. So yeah. I'm curious. So you've, you've identified these things. This is a big piece in your work. Um, I know that I have listeners here who are other healers in business and, and other, um, you know, spiritual people really, really wanting to know how those of us are starting to make this shift. Yeah. So can you talk about specifically for you in your business, which we'll talk more about in a minute, but mm-hmm. um, what are you doing? Like for you, now that you've noticed these things, how is your business shifting? Mm, that's such a good question. Mm-hmm. For me, the practice now is to move away from this hyper-individualistic way of thinking, which mm-hmm. we've all been conditioned um, to do. So yes. I'm not saying that any specific person or that even any specific global corporation is evil or that they're bad. We're capital capitalism is the sea that we swim in. Right. So we don't even know it. Right. But we have to start deprogramming and this is a long process. We have to start deprogramming um, these these, um, the conditioning that we've received that I have to do this for myself. And ultimately what we have to deprogram is this, this deep seated belief in scarcity. Yeah. Whether it's scarcity in money, scarcity in love, um, scarcity in resources. Mm -hmm. That's the first one. And the other one is separation. Yeah. That, I am separate from you or I am separate Mm. from um, the child in Africa or I am separate Mm. from that conservative (laughs) white guy in Ohio, (laughs) you know? Um, So those two things, scarcity and separation is what drives all of us to think and believe that we need to acquire more because we are afraid. This is coming from a place of fear that if I don't make this much money, if I don't do this, if I don't do X, Y, Z, then I am going to be without. Mm-hmm. Um, and something will happen to me. Yes. So that belief, I mean, it manifests in so many different ways, financially in our relationships, right? You know, when we're in a relationship with someone that we love, um, we get hurt and we're so hurt by it. Um, and, you know, and then we react you know, and we see this um, politically and, you know, we see this um, racially too. all these wars that are happening. And this is uh, uh, how I see it is, is this fundamental illusion in um, separation that we're different from each other and that mm-hmm. and scarcity that if I don't get what's mine right now, um, if, if, if I if I don't get what's mine, then you're going to get it. Yeah. And I won't have anything. Yeah. So it's addressing that at the yeah. core of who you are again and again and again. Yeah. And it's so, so interesting, just kind of circling back to what we were talking about just a moment ago about the feelings being a portal for their people, uh, you know, to connect with other people because we, we are different, mm-hmm. but we're not separate. And I think yeah. that like, I wonder if this is, I'm, I'm totally just thinking out loud, but I wonder if this is one of these like, key things because it's important for us to understand and to have empathy for those whose experiences are radically different from ours. Yes. And if we're out, if we are able to allow for those really uncomfortable emotions that may come up, allow those to be a portal, then we can connect and see how we're connected. You know, like I felt it right now. Yeah. I love it. That's exactly it. 
That's exactly it. Yeah. And we're talking about uncomfortable emotions and feelings that come up. um, I mean, on the topic of race, big topic, right? Big topic, um, right? I don't, it doesn't matter where, what side of even, I hate to say that there's sides, but you know, wherever you are in this, in this um, conversation of race, it's uncomfortable. And um, I have a very specific um, experience of um, seeing a person of color say something. And I was like, Ooh, that's kind of like, gosh, she sounds, I mean, she sounds angry. She sounds crazy. And I was just like internalizing this. And I said, what is going on here? But I had to check myself. I had to say, okay, why am I having these feelings? Why am I reacting? Why am I uncomfortable? Why am I having resistance to um, her message? And you know, the important thing here is not to react, right? But to go inwards and to, and to really think about what's, what's coming up from that. And so I did, I, I had to take a step back and really observe um, my thoughts um, and my, my beliefs that I was having around this. And I, and I discovered that, oh my goodness, what if what she is saying is actually true? What if, you know, what, where's the truth in what she has to say? And when I started to open it up to that, the possibility that what she has to say is true and true for her, I really began to deeply understand um, where she was coming from. Mm-hmm. Not just and, her, but people on the other side politically too. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, this has kind of been a, a big um, chunk of my, my own personal work right now is being in these spaces with um, people whose intersecting identities are really different from my own mm-hmm. and being able to, um, to start to see where I'm been blind, you know, to start to see like, oh, like I was just coming from a place of pure reaction or, wow, I think I was really programmed to not believe this person because of the way that they present, yeah. right? Because of the way that they, they just like happen to show up in their body in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've been learning <laughs> and I don't always do a good job of it. Um, I still fuck it up but I'm trying to learn to be able to sit kind of in the muck of that discomfort because this work is deeply uncomfortable. Oh, but Anna, you just named it. Like that's what we need to do. We need to sit in this nastiness, ickiness, discomfort, and like what the fuckness, you know? And consumer spirituality says, oh, if you're doing that, you're not high vibes right now. If you just like, if you just buy this program, (laughs) yeah. five steps to getting out of the muck. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. You know, yeah, only $2,000. <laughs> right. I just roll my eyes at that. I mean, so, I mean, that's one of the ways that I've really seen so something that has become increasingly, increasingly important to me. There's a couple of things that, that I'm actually doing specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, one is that the, I have a, a long history of, I've been teaching yoga for 10 years and I am an Ayurvedic practitioner. Wow. You do not see any of that mm-hmm. in my business right now. I am not at, I have not unpacked what it means for me to have, to have, I mean, I learned in reverence um, of those systems and you, and, and use them in ways that I thought were respectful, but those systems actually came to the West on the backs of slaves. And I'm not sure that I'm comfortable with that. Wow. So those pieces of my business are, are absent. Wow. And if you've been with me for a long time, you'll notice that I just, they're gone. We don't talk about them because I'm not sure where they fit or if they fit, they might not Wow. come back because they, they weren't ever mine. Yeah. And I bet for you, that was like a process 
because oh, absolutely. like you put time and money into becoming an Ayurvedic practitioner, right? It doesn't just, oh, happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't just happen. Yeah. It doesn't just happen. Um, but I, you know, when I'm sitting in the muck, I'm like, wow, I'm really, um, it makes me uncomfortable to, um, to be teaching or to, to get rid of the, the yoga and Ayurvedic aspects, but it makes me more uncomfortable to be a white person teaching them right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so those are gone. That's, that's one place. And then the other place for me is the work that I do is, is deeply trans transformative for folks. Mm -hmm. And that shouldn't only be accessible to, um, you know, wealthy white people. Yeah. And so I have reduced my prices to what I can, I mean, I still, I live in Seattle, like Mm -hmm. still needs, needs cost money, right? There's, there's just that, like, humanity part, right? Yes. You know, yep. human part. Mm-hmm. And I'm working to create what I'm, I'm kind of calling like the access day or something. I don't really have a name for it yet, mm. but it's basically when you sign up for a session with me, you have the option to, I call it like, like give a little, like you can give five bucks, you can give 50 bucks. You can basically give to a fund that I create so that I can open up lots of really reduced fee slots one day a month. Mm. And nobody has to prove to me that they need these slots. Nobody has to prove to me that they need a scholarship. Like how embarrassing, like who really wants to say that? Yeah. It's just all open up like, Hey, I have this many slots. Here's the sign up. Yeah. You, if you need one of these, here you go. So that's something I'm trying. I'm, I don't know that it's perfect, but it's a thing I'm going for. I think we're in the perfect space. Um, and, and we're being called to try things out because there are no answers. Yeah. This hasn't happened before. (laughs) Right. We don't have a system, you know, we don't have a system and we don't want that right now because we're breaking the old systems. And so we're in the perfect place to experiment and try things out. There's no right or wrong answer. I think just the fact that you've allowed yourself to to be in the muck and to um, question everything that you've, you know, you've worked up to, and then now have to let that go. I think that's, that's what, where, where all of us are at. Like, and that's the hard part of it. That's the difficult part. Like, well, so everything I thought I was working for is not really what I want and not really what I should be doing. I mean, that's a fucking blow. (laughs) Right. And I'm saying it'll make you, it'll make you depressed. And I, yeah. and for me, and I'm sure for other highly sensitive people, being in existential depression is a very normal thing. And like, oh yeah, like, you know, we see all the connections, we feel everything. And it's like, oh my gosh, is there anything that I can even do to make a difference? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. I've actually had, you know, quite recently, even some of my friends and my husband being like, are you sure you have the capacity to be doing this heavy work right now. And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm in it. There's no like stepping out of it once you're in it. You know, it's just like, I don't know. But I, I think I'll, I think I'll go ride my bike a little more and like, maybe that will help, you know, or something that like, you know, just to, to help to, to process all of that. Yeah. Um, so Kat, you recently launched a new website. Yeah. Which is so cool. Um, and the thing that I, I love that you say, I'm totally paraphrasing here, but when I read your message, um, it, it says to me, like, get your shit together. Cause we need you like, you know, and, and like, and then 
what's really cool is that you have all of these like fantastic words and, and um, I mean, you, you have program and you have services too, but like just going on your website, it's like, oh, and like, here's how I do that. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a place for me to be, um, to, to kind of get all of that stuff together so that I can be in the world. And you talk about um, how you serve spiritual nonconformists. So yeah. I would just love for you to talk about any of that, that I just, the new site, the spiritual nonconformity, you know, whatever speaks to you. I would just love you to take that. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've always never really fit in. Oh, girl. Yeah. High five. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, it's not because I'm a mean person or I can't get along socially. I actually, I'm very, I actually am very good in social situations. Um, but I, I always felt like I'm on the outskirts of different groups and I could fit in here and fit in there, but I have just never really felt, I've always felt like a misfit. I always felt misunderstood. Um, and partly because I've had a crazy past, like I was a drug dealer in the past. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, I went to jail for dealing drugs, all this kind of stuff. Um, but I just realized later on that I'm not supposed to fit in. Yeah. You know, I'm not supposed to like fit into this mold of being X, Y, Z that, you know, for me, what I see now, the consumer capitalist culture wants me to fit into mm -hmm. and that I'm supposed to carve my own path and do my own thing and like uh, nurture my own superpowers, my superpowers that seem like they're totally not connected. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I can do this, I can do this, but how does that even work together? But, um, but they do, don't they? Yes, like, yes, yes, that's what I love about us highly sensitive people. It's like, yes. I'm going to do this and I don't know, I'm just going to put it together. Like, and that's, that's the person I serve is the yeah. person who hasn't been able to fit in and because they're not supposed to fucking fit in, yes. they're supposed to find their own way to, um, bring in together all of their passions, um, their sensitivities, um, their, what their information that they know, um, their talents and create something that not only works for them, but is definitely absolutely going to be something that serves um, the collective um, community. And that's, that's who I really um, want to, that's who I call into my, into my circle. People who feel in their bones that they're being called to do something, but they have no fucking clue how it's going to work. They don't know where this idea even came from is just out of out like out there mm -hmm. um but at but they've been feeling in their bones for a long time yeah um, yeah that's the that's the spiritual nonconformist and um you know a spiritual nonconformist is someone who deeply questions the systems that perpetuate scarcity and oppression and inequality and does not want to be taken hostage by um, the cultural conditioning of the day. Yes. You know, like nonconformists really resist that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> to the point where it might even be like, okay, maybe you're over. No, it, we just, we just naturally, it's in our bones and our blood to resist um, conformity. Yeah. So for me, I, I feel like we're at the edge. We're, we're the leading edge people who create new ways of, um, living and doing business. Mm -hmm. A spiritual nonconformist is someone who's always constantly seeking um, universal spiritual truth while at the same time challenging and disrupting the status quo. 
Yes, absolutely. Yes. I love that. I love that. Seeking. And I love how you said seeking the universal truth because so much about what um, is circulating in kind of the pop culture, new age spirituality, it's not that Mm -hmm. it's been colonized really. It's like, there's been some things that have been kind of like taken and been like, well, if I just use it this way, it'll serve me better. (laughs) <laughs> yes, consumer spirituality. Exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> we've been uh, and again, I just want to emphasize that um, we've been trained to do this. And yes, it's, it's not that we're bad people or that no. the people who are teaching these principles are bad people. We're no. all of us. This is, and the bigger part of this is where I want to um, really bring people to awareness is that we're all we're 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 being controlled by a system of thought control, like. Yeah. Capitalism is thought control and there's no one at the top who's organizing all this, <laughs> but yeah. it's just something that happens. Um, and, and we're all working towards um, producing and consuming and producing and consuming without even knowing it. And so when I say, you know, challenge the status quo, this is something that's, um, that oftentimes comes naturally for nonconformists, but at the same time, it's very scary. It's yes. very, very scary to break um, the mold that we've been living and do something very different. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's the type of person I like to work with because I mm. like to draw that out. I love that. So how, so tell us a bit about how you work with people then, Kat. Well, I guess this is the first time I'm going to be <laughs> I'm talking actually, about it. Yeah. And, and I'm, and I'm currently um, thinking of back, actually, even before I just write, right before our um, interview, I was looking up Patreon. Are you on Patreon or do I you? I am. Yeah, people, yeah, people can support this podcast and the oh. writing that I do through Patreon. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. See, I'm exploring um, things like that. I'm exploring, um, w- you know, with my one-on-one clients, I, you know, I've charged upwards of $10,000 for like a package or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I just changed that yesterday. I haven't even put it up on my site yet, but I'm going to do it um, for $300 a month. Um, you get one-on-one work with me twice a week and we just jam it out. And um, I'm a powerful coach and I, you know, I've been trained in this, in coaching. I'm also a licensed uh, spiritual practitioner. Um, and so, you know, a lot can happen um, during our time together. So for me, that's, um, that's my way of um, breaking my conditioning and what I've learned to, to do in business. But I'm also, um, I'm also entertaining the idea of um, when I have my group program out, like, or or, or a, a digital program out, like, do I do that um, with, through the gift economy and all these? There's different ways that I'm exploring. Yeah, like, and like like you said, I think this is such a great time to experiment. You know, it's funny because I actually did something like you're doing. Um, I started doing that a couple of years ago because it was easier for me on the billing end where mm-hmm. I just was like, you want to work for a few months together. It's $300 a month. This yeah. is how those sessions work. And we just, yeah. we just jam it out. Yeah. You know? So I, I love um, working that way. And my clients have really, re- have really liked working that way because there's, yeah. there's something nice about having a period of time, um, yeah. you know, to build kind of a, a relationship that way and to have that support for a period of time. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that. That's oh, awesome. cool. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to, tr- I want to try it and see how it goes. And I also want to open up a few spots for um, kind of like pay what you will. And if you don't have anything, then that's okay too. 
So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm in that stage of, of um, creating, creating yeah. something new. And I, and I think it's important to emphasize as well that part of spirituality is taking care of yourself as well. And we, mm-hmm. and, you know, we hear that a lot, but I think with um, the consumer capitalist culture, we're, we're taught to value certain things like, you know, having a, uh, I mean, having a house and a car and, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, and what if for some people that's actually not what their real needs are? Yep. And I think it's really important to get in touch with what our authentic needs and our authentic desires are because those things um, versus, you know, what's being brain brainwashed into um, from the consumer capitalist culture. But if we can get in touch with our authentic needs and desires, for me, that actually ties in with how we are in service to the larger community. Absolutely. You know, and I think that this is where I see us highly sensitive people struggling so often because it's like, well, we did all the right things. Why am I so deeply unhappy? Because yeah. they, you know, they weren't right for us. They weren't really fulfilling exactly. our yeah. truth. And not just for highly sensitive people, but I mean, I see this pattern a lot where it's like, well, I did all the things. Yeah. Why don't I have, why doesn't this feel like I thought it would feel? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's such yeah. a common thing. And you know what, what we're, t- we're, what we're speaking to Anna is um, something very serious it, because yeah. it causes depression, anxiety, um, mental health issues, right? It causes divorce, divorce, broken families, violence. I mean, these are, these, this is very, very serious. It is. It's, it's, and it's, you know, it sounds simple and it is simple that, you know, we're, we're all souls here. We're here to do something important and we're all being called to do something. But when we ignore that and, um, we conform to what, uh, consumer capitalist culture is telling us to do, we are way off. Absolutely. Way fucking off. And we are miserable as shit, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, we have to start to wrap this conversation up. It's it's how fun it has been. And I'm going to give all of our listeners all of the links so that they can find you, find your services, find your beautiful website, you know, everything you're up to. Um, Kat shares the most wonderful things on social media, raw, open, like what is really real. It's fantastic to follow her. So I'm going to give you those links as well. And the thing I like to finish with Kat, we've said, you've said just some great things today, but if there was one thing you can let our listeners know what would that be oh i want you to know that um god is inside of you working through you thinking through you feeling through you and acting through you and when there's god inside of you doing that (laughs) you are god you are god and i am god And we all are. Thank you so much, Kat. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anna. Mm -hmm. For information on everything shared here, including show notes and links, visit www.sensitivityuncensored.com forward slash soul of sensitivity.